to our special edition series, SDGs and What You Need to Know. Together, we will be explaining and discussing the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Our mission is to educate everyday citizens about SDGs, what they are, what they mean, how the laws and policies that are and have been passed can and will affect us, not only here in Canada, but around the world. Additionally, by learning and understanding these 17 goals, we can all become one step closer in helping to affect change in this world from a grassroots perspective. My name is Kelsey from Saskatoon, along with Dave and Richard. We are Acres of Truth. Joining us is our special guest, Mark, who has been talking about the agenda for 20 years now. Welcome, gentlemen. Greetings, Kelsey. It's uh, Dave from Winnipeg, Ag Specialist. Greetings, Kelsey. My name is Richard. I'm a farmer from southern Saskatchewan. Hi, Kelsey, Dave, and Richard. It's Mark here from Saskatoon, director and founder of the Forum for Canadian Sovereignty. Thank you, gentlemen. The format of this series is for us to read the SDG, discuss the targets, and break it down for people to understand. I'm going to read the first SDG, which is number one, no poverty. Eradicating extreme poverty for all people everywhere by 2030 is a pivotal goal of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Between 2015 and 2018, global poverty continued its historical decline with the poverty rate falling from 10.1% in 2015 to 8.6% in 2018. Nowcasts suggest that owing to the COVID-19 pandemic, the global poverty rate increased sharply from 8.3% in 2019 to 9.2% in 2020, representing the first increase in extreme poverty since 1988 and the largest increase since 1990 and setting back poverty reduction by about three years. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic reversed the steady progress of poverty reduction over the past 25 years. The unprecedented reversal is being further exacerbated by rising inflation and the impacts of the war in Ukraine. It is estimated that these combined crises will lead to an additional 75 million to 95 million people living in extreme poverty in 2022, compared with pre-pandemic projections. I'd like to turn over the mic to Mark at this time to begin our discussion. Welcome, Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, it's really important for people to understand that that number one uh, and poverty um, is part of the much larger goal of the overall agenda 2030 agenda 21 the sustainable development goals this is part of the much bigger redistribution of wealth scheme that they've come up with the architects of this agenda have come up with so ultimately at the end of the day the overall agenda in its in its full form all 17 goals 169 targets 239 indicators is to hypercentralize governance to hypercentralize control of the world's resources including food and to hypercentralize control of the masses, controlling all aspects of everyone's life. That's the ultimate goal, along with population reduction is also a stated goal uh, of this overall agenda in and of itself as a whole. Now, obviously, ending poverty is, plays into the redistribution of wealth. So 
where is where does the world's wealth reside primarily throughout the western world so we need to figure out ways to suck as much wealth out of the first world turning the first world into a second world potentially a third world nation states um so we're all equal so we're all equally poor so we're all equally dependent on this global governance model and so we're all much easier because we're dependent because we're we're maybe even desperate we need the warm embrace of global governance this is ultimately what their agenda is and there's obviously policy there's obviously bills being passed uh there's being money uh sent to for example the ukraine uh to be siphoned from there and and you know spread throughout the world maybe into the un into un projects um it it's all funding mechanisms up to and including uh even co2 climate change uh carbon tax carbon pricing um there's a document that i discovered uh back in 2012 where it clearly states that they're using carbon tax and carbon pricing to raise money to be able to address the budgetary problems they're having with sustainable development so it's a funding mechanism it has nothing to do with saving the planet from co2 uh and, and or climate change and and so all of this is relative to goal number 1 which you know it it looks like it's it's um you know we're doing good we're 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 leaving people from poverty um but at the end of the day at at what cost the cost of western civilization the cost of the first world being reduced to a second or third world and so we're all equal and this this goal of of achieving equality and we'll get into that in goal number 10 um is all relative to this so I'll let the other two gentlemen speak to this goal as well, but I just wanted to give it a an overview. Yeah, that's good points, Mark. There, there. I mean, they're literally spending billions of dollars to uh, facilitate all these goals, which sound like really good uh, things to do, right? But like, as you said, but you know, the child tax, you know, benefit, right? They're putting an extra twenty five billion over five years. You know, was one thing that you know I read that they were doing in the um, goals. and then the guaranteed income supplement like it's literally billions of dollars which i encourage everyone to read it and the links will be provided and 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 it's costing billions of dollars well you know the thing is is that's exactly what it does is it actually consumes wealth and makes us uh less wealthy uh and it doesn't actually accomplish anything um for the poor it makes us all poorer is what happens the government just can't understand that basically for them to be wealthy if they let us prosper you know we actually meet those goals on our own by basically you know fixing up our own houses by uh making more efficient uh, buying newer vehicles which are more efficient and the government would get more money because you know we pay more taxes because we're making more money but they just don't seem to right. understand that but i think dave could talk more on that right yeah so to your point richard um as of about 2000 uh canada has been actually been, to in large part the globe has been reducing overall poverty by 1% per year 
So we've been reaching major milestones. We've uh, decreased poverty from 9.3 to 8.4 in 2019. The post-pandemic has blown this way out of proportion. This has skyrocketed, putting hundreds of thousands of people back in on subsidy and you know, into food banks. The one thing that uh, we were already doing is fixing the problem of hunger. And uh, one of the best ways that we can solve hunger is to empower people. Most people want to work for a living and sustain themselves and their families. They are not looking for a government handout. But the last two years have taught many that and created a reliance on that government handout where they're sitting at home, they're idle, they're not doing anything, suicide, depression, those numbers are all skyrocketing because people are feeling uh, defeated just from sitting at home and collecting thousands of dollars in checks. And these thousands of dollars are costing Canadians up to $5 billion per year. That number is continually growing. And uh, if in my situation here in Manitoba, our federal debt is at almost $18,000 further a provincial debt of another 16400 So myself and my family each are responsible for about $36,000 of debt. And if you ask a tune, it's a little less. You're 23600 Calgary, 27000 St. John's, 47000 These debt numbers are spiraling out of control, and it will take decades uh, if we can even turn that around. Well, and, and it's interesting you mentioned this because there's a lot of people that are, are confused and, you know, they think that we should be focusing on inflation. They think we should be focusing on the economy and they're not wrong, but, but people have to understand that all of these issues surrounding inflation, cost of living, the economy, it's all relative to this agenda. It, it's, it's the commitment by our establishment governments uh, over decades to this agenda that has created the the inflation that we're going through, it's created the 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 economy swirling the toilet bowl. It's it's because of this agenda, and people need to understand. You know, I I get it that your soccer moms in Toronto think about inflation and they think about the economy. I get that. I understand that. But if they only knew and they only understood that the root cause of this inflation is the globalist agenda, is globalism. Um, uh, while we send billions overseas and funding the, the, the Ukraine war that very much was avoidable, uh, all of these things are connected and people need to understand that. And it's our job to, to ensure that they understand this, that they understand why there's cost of living has gone through the roof, why inflation is where it's at, and why the economy is in such terrible condition right now. Again, it's all relative, and people need to, we need to make those connections and connect the dots for people. So while, while the goal in and of itself, you know, end all poverty sounds wonderful, but at what cost? Are we going to destroy Western civilization where most of the world's wealth has been created? that actually enables us to feed the rest of the world? Are we going to cut that off at the knees um, because this goal sounds so nice? I, I don't think that's achievable. And you're 100% right. Humanity has always been able, since the dawn of time, humanity has always been able to invent, to solve problems, 
to uh, you know come to the table with ingenuity and 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 solve these world problems if left to our own devices we can do this we don't need you know some supranational entity dictating the terms of our life all aspects of that life um, in order to solve these problems we need a free market we need free market capitalism that encourages problem solving creation building ingenuity and all of these other things that that we've shown as you've stated past decades the improvement in people's lives around the world because of that ingenuity those problem solving skills the ability for humanity to solve these problems these world problems and and we're moving in the right direction we don't need uh, a dictatorial entity telling us how to do this and destroying wealth at the same time um, it goes against all things um, reasonable absolutely i think capitalism has uh, been the way forward and the free market has always dictated what the supply and demand curves are uh got our food costs right now today and yes there's inflation yes there's higher taxes but on top of all that there's overinflated pricing and we see from big corporations uh their profits uh, to their shareholders 10 to 14% higher than pre-pandemic. The reason you're paying higher costs for foods isn't just because of that inflation rate, which, uh, you know, the metaphor for calculating that have also been changed during the pandemic. And people need to be aware of that. And, and you raise a very interesting point in all of this, because within this agenda, there are support mechanisms built in, and one of those support mechanisms is the World Economic Forum. And since 1971, since it was first founded by Klaus Schwab, they've worked very hard at, at developing partnerships with multinationals, oligarchs, monopolies, big tech, and they've all been promised that they will share in these record profits that we're seeing all of these multinationals and oligarchs and monopolies all share in. And of course they are showing record profits. I mean, through the pandemic, it was small business, medium sized business that suffered the most while all of these multinational companies all recorded record profits through this experience and they were all promised this as being partners to this agenda and and from this of course the sdg sustainable development goals comes the esg right environmental social governance and and so all of these multinationals that have recorded record profits are more than happy to play along and to be a party to this and and participate in this in this in this overall agenda and I like to call that fascism. It's this idea where capitalism has taken, you know, a lot of heat over the last decades, primarily from the left, it, it wrongly, because what we've been seeing for these last few decades has nothing to do with free market capitalism and everything to do with crony capitalism and this, you know, governance to corporation partnership. And that's that's fascism, and this is what this this whole agenda came together was the convergence of communism and fascism working together to to govern the planet, and and so you know really um, 
that's what this is all about. And and so you raise a you raise a great point in that. Mark, I want to come back to that in a little bit here. But before we come back to that, I wanted to ask you one one question or or a question to the th- the three of you. One of the targets when when I'm reading and and you know I put myself in the shoes of the listeners. Uh, you guys have been at this and and researching this and and Mark, you've been talking about this for a very long time. Uh, but when when somebody like me or or listeners who are new to this and who are trying to understand this read a, a target or hear a target uh, such as this by 2030, eradicating extreme poverty for all people everywhere, currently measured as people living on less than a dollar twenty five a day. What what does that mean, and how does that affect uh, this 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 overall uh, goal for for poverty reduction? Yeah, so I mean, you know, this is this is splitting some hairs uh, ultimately, and, and this is what they want when they write these things down. They want people to look at things. They want people to be a little bit confused. They want people to be enamored with all the pretty words. But at the end of the day, ultimately, again, as a whole, this agenda is meant to create global governance. It's meant to control the world's resources, control people's consumption, how they consume, how things are distributed. They want control of all aspects of everyone's life. And that's how I look at this. That's how I approach this. All of the, all of the, you know, the targets that they list and the indicators that they list is all fluff. It's, it's, it's really at the end of the day, none of what they say they're going to do through this agenda is actually in reality achievable. They're not going to achieve it because money doesn't grow on trees. Wealth isn't created by stamping out capitalism. Uh, It's not how it works. In fact, it's the opposite. And we've seen totalitarian authoritarian states throughout history eat themselves because their economy is in tatters. There's nothing there. They're not producing anything. They're not creating or building anything. They're they're literally dying. Is is what happens. And and so um, all of these targets and all of the indicators is just a whole lot of fluff, trying to bolster the narrative around this overall agenda. And you know, unfortunately, it works with politicians because it sounds pretty, and politicians don't want to necessarily be labeled as uh, opposing something that sounds so wonderful. Yeah, and part of the targets, it goes into housing and and a whole bunch of stuff, Kels. It goes into, you know, uh, providing housing and all this wonderful things. And, and, you know, instead of basically giving money and letting governments borrow billions of dollars to do this, I'd suggest a real solution would be each and every one of us look in your own community. Do you have somebody that's homeless? Do you have somebody in need? And, you know, form, I mean, there's Lions Clubs, there's many different good organizations that, you know, we could put our money to help our own people, our neighbors, and, you know, community-wise and, and provincially wise we don't need to give it to federal governments that you know dictate that we should go all over so, the world that's that that's not a solution that's a money laundering plan is what that is 
you know, so up to, up until 2015, 2016, uh, you know, from my perspective and my point of, be, of view, you know, just being a, a regular citizen in, in our communities here in, in Saskatchewan and in the country of Canada, um, it, it, it seemed as though that is something that we were very proud of. Those are some of the things that we were working really hard as, uh, you know, uh, contributing people in our, com- in our communities to, to achieve those things. And, and that's, you know, as a country, uh, you know, we were we were making a lot of progress in that area. So, you know, what 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 why you know what, why break or when it's not broke? You know, there's that saying when if it's not broke, don't you know you don't need to fix it. So, what happened here? And and speaking of totalitarian governments, uh, you know, the slippery slope that our government on has done everything in their power to prevent us from questioning this agenda, or even do a risk assessment. Mm. So given these roadblocks, what tools for these listeners, what tools do we have at our, at, you know, at our fingertips? How can we help affect change? Uh, like you said, Richard, at, at, you know, at a grassroots level and keep our voice relevant and heard and simply put, how do we push back? Well, Kelsey, I'll just throw this in there a little bit. And Mark alluded to a little bit of history. And history has always taught us that black markets emerge arbitrage opportunities exist and people will exploit them. Everyday common citizens are going to get very resourceful. They're, very, they're going to bring new tools that perhaps haven't been used in decades or perhaps haven't been used before to circumvent the system. And it's by means of getting your car maintained, you're looking for uh, some lawn care or some home repairs, those types of things people are going to find their neighbors who they trust and forge relationships. And I I kind of see this with the number of people that complied with the government mandates uh, regarding the vaccine passports and those types of documents. There was roughly about 20% of the population that did not participate in that experiment. They were actually the control group. And we look at how successful they came out. Uh, Many of those came out unscathed. And so to your point on the missions and the food, uh, Canadians have always prided themselves with food distribution, looking or taking care of the downtrodden, uh, the people that are down on their luck. And this system is designed to actually circumvent that where it will actually exploit that beyond the capacity that it's able to carry itself. And thereby looking, making the government look like the great savior of coming in and saying, yes, here's uh, your monthly rebate check or your week, weekly check that you can go co- uh, collect food stamps or, or collect it um, or change your food stamps into food uh, by a list of preferred vendors and suppliers. And again, supporting the corporations who have signed up yep. on this deal. It is not going to be supporting your mom and pops. It's going to be the big corps that are, uh, or anyone who has signed up with this. And so we've seen that through banking sectors right now, where small businesses are encouraged to get in on banking uh, using these uh, preferred suppliers. And along with that comes extra um, revenue to implement some of these ESGs and um, Mm. the SDG program. So it's a big deal. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. And, and it's interesting because, um, you know, I've had a lot of years to think about this. And I, I actually, there's going to be a natural and organic response to this agenda, to hypercentralization on a global 
scale. And the antidote really to all of this is self-reliance, self-determination, independence, and community. And you're going to see more and more people breaking away from the matrix and creating their own communities where they're developing relationships with farmers, with ranchers, with, with you know, chicken producers, uh, all of these food growers. And, and you're going to have this parallel society, I think, for, for a while until we, we get over this thing. And, and so it's going to be a natural progression away from, from you know, this hypercentralization to radical decentralization. That's the antidote to all of this. And, and even when, it, especially when it comes to, you know, to, to food and, and community, community has a really great way of looking after the people that are in need. And that's the way it should be. It shouldn't be government. The, the great nanny state government dictating the terms to the people it should be left to the community the community needs to come together and and all of this and we've seen it through through a lot of our town hall events that we've been doing is this coming together of community where people are developing networks and are coming together with food producers and 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 different skills and, and developing these parallel systems. Even in healthcare, there's, there's healthcare people that are coming together and want to offer uh, an alternative to the, to the mainstream healthcare or, or sick care that we like to call it. And, and so those things are happening naturally. And as this progresses, more and more of this is going to happen because that's, I think that's just a sense of humanity. I think that's natural for humans to break away from, from, you know, global tyranny or, or dictatorship and, and black markets are created as, as Dave mentioned. And, and so all of these things, I, I think resolve, a lot of them will resolve themselves organically and naturally. Now I'd like to have to avoid having to do all of that. If we can, you know, stop this agenda in its tracks in this country, um, and and hopefully lead the world and, and get other, you know, motivate and inspire other nations to say no to all of this hypercentralization. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, as we move forward more and more, we're going to start be, being forced to develop our own communities and 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 get outside of that matrix. Well, so Mark, and to that point as well. Uh, people are going to realize that local dollars are able to stretch further and impact more yes. people in a positive way. We look at how the abuse of power has come from our government and the squandering of money. We have millions, if not billions, of unaccounted dollars that were spent and are gone. Yep. I was speaking with a gentleman the other day who is an economist, and he struggled. I posed the question, is... Um, if Canada was getting 50 cents on the dollar of value. And mm. he struggled to say that we're probably getting about 37 cents on the dollar. So for every <laughs> right. tax dollar Canadians are paying, 37% of it is actually going to something that is accounted for. The rest seems to right. go missing or is squandered yep. and is just gone. Yep. And so mm. how are we looking to, uh, or how are society going to look forward to a government that promises to balance the budget and mm. can't produce 37 cents on the dollar like 
even some of the worst prime right. ministers have done better than that. And uh, people we need to recognize that we can get, you know, in the high 80s, 90 cents on the dollar uh, to where mm. we need to go. Uh, organizations have proven that time and time again. And that's where we go 100%. back to the grassroots. That's where we go back to people taking care of their people. They yes. know where the problem exists because Ottawa does not know what problem exists here in my city of Winnipeg or in my community. No. They have no concept of no. that. And, and no. nor should 100%. they. It's not their job. But right. uh, we, we can uh, do things on a local level, on a much smaller level. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, just to end the discussion on this, on goal number one, ultimately, as I mentioned, it's it's about redistribution of wealth, destroying the first world um, to make us all equal, equal in second and third world standard of living. And do we all want to be equal? Did anybody in this country, were, were, first of all, was anybody in this country informed of this consequence? Was anybody, did anybody vote on this? Did they want to see the destruction of their prosperity and their standard of living, um, you know, dissolve to second, third world status? Uh, that's never happened. Nobody's ever had that discussion with their constituents. So ultimately, uh, this is something that's been thrust upon us. We haven't voted on it. Nobody's been informed about it other than a few people that have attended our town hall events. Um, and so really, it's it's things like what we're doing in this in this space is is educating people and letting people know what's really at stake and what's really coming down the pipe. So to wrap up goal number one, that's uh, I think we can do that. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, and you know, as we see moving forward into the um, you know just towards 17 i think a lot of the goals are all it really does is empower themselves that's and i think that's 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 the whole goal is uh yep. but uh, yeah good points i think we covered that one unless you have any more questions Kels. no excellent conversation and discussion gentlemen thank you so much that's a wrap folks you've been listening to an acres of truth special edition podcast series we would like to thank you so much for joining us in this journey if you found this episode valuable, please share it with others on your social media platforms. Be sure to check out our website, acresoftruth.com, for more information on other podcasts and where you can find them. Additionally, feel free to send your questions or comments to info at acresoftruth.com. Thanks again for listening.